0: Hello and welcome to another episode of ZDX English Podcast. I'm going to start this off by something unusual today. First of all, let me tell you that I've got two mandarins on my table here, which I'm going to eat pretty soon. And I'm going to eat them live. And there is one more thing, which I am planning to do live here on this episode. And it is turning off my heater. I want to show you that I learned from my mistakes By this I mean that I won't let it be on during the recording of this episode. So, of course, I prepared this and it's not a spontaneous decision. In previous episodes I had to switch the heating off during recording and I felt stupid when I had to do this because I should have done this before I had started recording. Those mandarins are quite good. They are a bit cold. Because I've just taken them from the fridge. And let me switch off the heating. The heater is switched off. There shouldn't be any bad noises now. Now it's quite tasty. Delicious. It's really good fruit. The only problem about this is that... uh, to keep it fresh for a long time i'm afraid they spray the skin of the mandarin with some chemical and maybe this gets underneath a bit uh, basically means i'm eating some toxic fruit but let's hope my body will cope with that anyway it's good fruit and this one is particularly good because it doesn't have any mm, It doesn't have any stones, or what we call in American English pits, which is really good because you don't have to take it out, you just eat the whole thing. Without the skin, of course, which you have to peel first. Okay, I have swallowed it all, and now you can get ready for another episode of ZX English podcast. So what is this episode all about? Well, this episode is kind of interesting. It is a bit different to the previous episodes. This episode is devoted to a fan of mine, to a fan of this podcast. Uh, Remember, about two editions ago, I received a message and I actually read you this message. It was in episode number 36. The message was from a Russian girl whose name is Yana and she is from Kovrov. Uh, This girl added me on Facebook. She is obviously my ardent fan. I'm still coming to terms with the fact that um, my podcast is slowly uh, becoming more and more popular. I'm still not kind of used to it. I'm not yet fully prepared for so much popularity, obviously. So what happened is that um, she added me on Facebook, which sometimes happens. Uh, A lot of people added me on Facebook because of my podcast. But some people, they just add me. And they message me something like, Hi, how are you? And uh, I don't know who these people are. They tell me nothing about my podcast. They just write this. They just hope I will start talking to them in English. And that's how they can practice English. Um, If I were a nice person, of course, I would do that. But I'm not a charity. I can't do this with everyone. So I just thought... This podcast could serve as a as a means through which we could communicate about topics which appear on the podcast. At least, uh, you know, if you write a comment underneath an episode, uh, you can uh, be pretty sure that I will re- I will respond to it. I will happily do it. So back to Jana. Uh, unlike the other guys who add me on Facebook, Jana straight away told me about the podcast, she said that she liked this podcast, and I read you this message before. Of course, it made me feel pretty good, you know, I was it kind of made me feel proud. I'm a man, so of course my ego uh, has received a massive boost by this, and uh, I did something that everybody would probably do. I started asking more questions about my podcast, about what she thinks about it, So I I basically asked her what episodes she considers to be the best ones and why does she particularly like my podcast. And um, it took a while before she responded, but what came as a response made me kind of speechless. It was a very long email with a lot of positives, full of interesting comments and ideas and thoughts. And uh, it was very encouraging kind of thoughts. So basically what I decided to do for this episode is to read you this email and try to respond to Jana as best as I can. Before I was preparing for this episode, I had asked Jana if I can actually do this and uh, she wasn't sure at first, she was kind of too mind about this, but uh, eventually she gave me consent to do this uh, because she thinks uh, this might actually uh, make uh, other listeners jealous and maybe and maybe it will make them want to respond to me too, sometimes uh, to give me more feedback, because this is after all something I was always craving for. I was always asking you for, you know, to give me some feedback, make comments or at least uh, let me know somehow that you're listening to the podcast. This is the fuel I need to do more episodes. I'm pretty sure you must understand it. So that's why I decided to dedicate this whole episode to actually to my fan, to Jana. And to show you how we can be kind of interactive here on this podcast. So here is the email that um, Jana sent me. Uh, because I thought it would be too dull and boring if I just read you this uh, the usual way. I kind of devised a master plan to do this slightly differently. It is highly advisable now. That you hold on to something for a moment. I don't want you to suffer a heart attack or some kind of shock. uh, Because, uh, let me warn you in advance, uh, you are going to hear uh, a voice which is not exactly my own voice. So, let's see. Here it is.
1: Hello, Zdenek. Sorry for not answering your message for such a long period of time. I couldn't express my opinion about your podcast just in few words. I really hoped that my point of view about your podcasts and my mistakes in this message won't upset you. I discovered your podcast due to Luke Thompson. As you know, in one of his lessons he recommended your podcast. It aroused interest in me. Who is that guy? Is he English and does he live in Czech Republic? And when I realized that your Czech and English isn't your native language, I wondered, how you would cope with such a difficult task. Your first episodes gave an impression of an experiment where you put yourself in Luke's place, in spite of the fact that Luke's listeners would compare you with Luke, as you tried to copy Luke's manners and way of speaking. I suppose that the main reason for this was a lack of experience and self-confidence. I can't mark one particular episode. I like several ones for various reasons. I enjoy listening to you interviewing your students and friends. You have a talent for doing interviews. You can involve everyone in a discussion, even if this person is very shy. These interviews give precious opportunity to learn more about people from other countries, about their customs, traditions, cultural shock they have suffered when they came to your country, or some previous experience in other countries and how they managed to cope with it. I think that you should continue developing interviewing skill and maybe that'll be the right way to your success. There are really unusual episodes in a wide range of episodes you have posted. It's lovely to listen to the series of episodes called Road to Civilization which you recorded on the way to Poderbruddy. In each of these episodes one can hear urban, and even wildlife sounds, like on the National Geographic channel. It's a pity that while listening to this audio it's impossible to see the scenery which you describe. This fact made me find information about your native town. I also performed a virtual trip around Padebradi via the internet. I was really amazed by the sights of public parks and historical buildings. It turned out that the population of Padebradi, 14,000 inhabitants, is 10 times smaller than in my native town, 140,000, and the territory that your town occupies is only 1.7 times smaller, probably because there are no multi-storied buildings. Maybe that's the reason why Poddebruddy is so nice, green, and cozy. I'm interested in your town because the town of your country Liberace and my native town car are twin cities. The most impressive episodes which completely changed my attitude towards you were about ups and downs, Sand Girl interview in the poem to Sand Girl. This story's made me have a look at you from another angle as you turned out to be very emotional and sincere person with a rich inner world. The fact that you are ready to share your love with the whole world, means that it's a true feeling and worth fighting for. And you are a fighter, haven't you forgotten about that? I think that not everyone is capable to experience the same feelings and express them in a beautiful poem and fill it with such strong emotions. I'm sure that no one can stay indifferent while listening to it. I hope this romance hasn't come to an end, will have a happy continuation and you will record an episode about it. I think that the best episodes are those which you have put your soul into. But don't be afraid to experiment, you know that you can't satisfy everybody. Many men, many minds. Wish you good luck. And as always, I am looking forward to your new episodes. Best regards. Yana
0: So that was the email from Russian girl Yana uh, from Kovrov and um, as, as you could hear I used this kind of voice, voice software and I basically inserted the words from the email into a, into a program uh, with a female voice because I thought this would be cool. And maybe you will find it um, interesting to hear someone else's voice for a change. Uh, of course, using such software, it has some pros and cons. Um, a good thing about this is that the accent is quite good, actually. Uh, maybe it is even better than my own accent, which might be influenced—my not my, but it certainly is influenced by my mother tongue, which is a uh, Czech language, of course. So uh, this software is um, a professional, professional software, and it has it has uh, this British English accent on the other hand it, it just it just can't help uh, having really weird intonation because i guess this is the hardest thing this is the most difficult thing to make such software to do the intonation well and even if you use commas and full stops and uh, quotation marks and uh, what else question marks and exclamation marks and columns and semicolons it still is not perfect in some cases, in a lot of cases, actually. So that's why this uh, this voice mm, kind of sa- sounds a bit robotic, uh, kind of emotionless. And this girl who wrote me this email, uh, it was really full of emotions. And uh, I really had a lot of emotions when I received this email. It kind of made me really... Uh, I was lost for words, to be honest with you, when I read this, I was so happy and ecstatic over the moon, and uh, I thought this is a massive, massive moment for my podcast, which I really need to tell you about. I'd like to say thank you, Jana, for uh, sending me this message, and this is really a huge moment in history of this podcast. Uh, I couldn't resist the temptation to record an episode devoted to you, devoted to answering your email. So now let's get to um, uh, several points you're making in your email and let me try to answer as best as I can. Uh, of course, I won't use this recording software anymore uh, because I don't want you to suffer any more shocks because i'm a nice person i want to look after you instead of trying to kill you okay (laughs) all right oh i have almost forgotten i really need to thank uh luke thompson once again uh, which i have done uh, many times already on this podcast but in this case i want to thank him for promoting one of my episodes in one of his episodes because this is how uh, actually jana heard about my podcast Through this means, through Luke's podcast, she found out about me and my podcast. And uh, as she says in his uh, message, this is kind of risky for me uh, because, of course, Luke's English podcast it has high standards, and uh, for some people this might be low standard podcast just just because of the fact that I'm not a native speaker. Because otherwise, I think this is just a perfect podcast, right? Come on, isn't it? Of course, it is. Yeah, of course. Yeah. All right, so thanks, Luke uh, Thompson, uh, my master or my kind of uh, icon and uh, idol, of course. Thank you, Luke, for bringing Yana to my podcast. And uh, I just want to tell you, I'm not stealing her. I am not. I wouldn't do this to you. I'm just borrowing her and kind of sharing her with you. <clears throat> right. In the Only in the sense of listening to uh, our podcast, okay? Uh, otherwise, uh, yeah, I think... This should be really beeped Uh, okay let me beep this so I hope the triple beep must have done its business and let's move on to uh, the points Jana is making here okay Jana at the beginning you're pointing out that uh, I should kind of brace myself for for your English that you might you might uh, I might uh, be in for a lot of mistakes or something like that Uh, actually Jana I am already braced for this because um, I am an English teacher and I'm used to my students making a lot of mistakes, Uh, but in this case, I just don't understand why you would say something like that, because apparently, from what I could read and from what uh, all my listeners could listen to now, uh, I think they will all agree that you are an advanced learner of English, and um, I, I, had, I had to correct just uh, a few mistakes, maybe two, three, or four. That's all, you know. I didn't really find any mistakes. So, I don't know if I could really write such email myself with so few errors. Now, honestly, so few errors in grammar. Uh, because um, even though I know a lot of grammar rules, it's just kind of impossible to uh, write or do some kind of writing without mistakes. Of course, you can check it, you can double-check it, you can triple-check it, but you still uh, forget about something because you're kind of blind to what you have written. I have got a proof. When I wrote my diploma paper, which is uh, more than maybe 80 pages, I really made so many mistakes. When I was proof-checking my uh, diploma paper, I discovered a lot of them, but still, when uh, the teachers When I published this diploma paper, uh, the teachers found and discovered mistakes in basic things like plurals or concord or things like that, which I would never normally do. But it's just impossible not to make mistakes. So don't worry about this. And uh, this is, I think your English is actually really, really good. And you should be proud of yourself. And, uh, you know, there is no need to put yourself down because of your english on the other hand i think you are in a position that you can kind of you can kind of peacock by uh, by peacocking i mean you can boast or brag you can basically blow your own trumpet because uh, you are good enough now uh, okay i don't want to i don't want to overpraise you because sometimes when you overpraise people you know what happens to them they will become arrogant and i don't want you to become arrogant person because i'm sure you are a nice person You must be a really nice person, because otherwise you you would have never written me such email. And I mustn't really spoil you, okay? So, uh, I just take everything I said about you back, and let me tell you that your English is good. This email was nice. Thank you very much for this, and don't let me spoil you, okay? And everything will be fine. This is after all what I'm trying to do here on this podcast. I'm trying to be myself. And whenever, whenever I try to um, sort of put on somebody else's shoes, it doesn't work. And I guess you raised this point in the email, haven't you? That you said that at the beginning I tried to kind of copy Luke. And this, you said it was because I was inexperienced, I lacked confidence. I guess I have to agree with you on this one. Um, Obviously, it was hard for me to start, I didn't know what to do, and uh, because I was was so much influenced by Luke's English podcast, I mean, I have listened to all his episodes, to some of his episodes, I listened twice, three times, for example, Pink Gorilla Story, I have listened to about ten times, even with my students sometimes during lessons, so I had tremendous influence of Luke and it, it, it would even be against some kind of uh, laws of physics or nature if I didn't uh, uh, copy Luke at least a little bit. Plus I just found this podcast so cool that I really wanted to copy him intentionally a bit. But of course you are right that uh, sometimes I did it too much. I overdid it and it wasn't for good always. But I just hope that what you said that uh, in each episode I am uh, kind of mm, becoming m- more myself. I just hope this is this is true and um, eventually I will be just myself. But you're right, uh, at the beginning it was hard. I think this was uh, due to the fact that I was kind of uh, guilt-stricken. By guilt-stricken I mean I knew, I had this in my mind, that I copied, you know, I just... I i felt like i breached some copyright even though i had asked luke to uh, to do this i had really needed his approval of of this attempt i didn't really think i could really attract any listeners at first so you're right that my self-confidence wasn't really sky high and there is another good point you made actually uh, when you spoke about the interviews in interviews i am the one who has to take responsibility and uh, that's why I believe that uh, the interviews, doing the interviews in general are easier for me than um, speaking like this the monologue, you know Uh, I have to think what I say here I have to think about every single word it's impossible to record this in one go so I just sometimes stop I re-record what I record because it sucks or I just make terrible mistakes which must be deleted. So, monologues are always harder, uh, even if they are prepared. Uh, I mean, when I say they are prepared, it's not like I would read um, everything that is written. It's just I have some notes which I talk about, uh, because then it would be really unnatural if I just read what is written on a piece of paper, let alone time-consuming. Um, but in interviews you kind of have immediate reaction to what somebody says and it's easier to respond you can easily improvise because uh, the fact that someone speaks for a certain period of time it gives you uh, a lot of precious precious time which you can use for trying to come up with something interesting or funny or at least something correct you know so doing interviews in general is much easier for me and you say that i have talents for interviews well i'm not sure about that but i i just guess it all boils down to the fact that um, i work as a teacher this is my profession and it is really my kind of mission to get various sorts of students talking you know i have to develop uh, um i have to develop their speaking skills and um Students, they generally don't want to talk. Some of them, they just want to hide, you know. Of course, not everyone. But some of the students, it's like really hard for them to start talking because they're shy, especially some Czech students. It gets easier with um, adult, uh, a- with adults who are motivated and who know what to want and with high-level s- uh, students, of course. But uh, still, you know, I kind of developed my own teaching style in which I really stress speaking uh, fluency over some other skills. For me, speaking and listening are the two most, most important uh, skills uh, to to develop. So what's my point? My point is that uh, doing interviews is really uh, much, much simpler than um, doing monologues. You have to be kind of Hamlet to do this perfectly. And of course, I'm not Hamlet, even though I would love to be to start with, I would probably need to get a skull, you know, um, which I think might be tough. I would probably have to sneak in, sneak into the office of a biology teacher uh, to steal a skull, and then uh, I could practice in front of a mirror or something. But still, you know, doing interviews is much easier, and uh, if I have an opportunity. To record my students, uh, uh, to record uh, episodes with some interesting people who can speak English, I'll always go for it, of course. I just think there should be some variety of episodes uh, to make it more interesting and complex. Moving on, I had asked you which episodes you think are the best ones. Now, this was a a very important question to ask uh, from my side. And it's because I really wanted to know what kind of episodes are the most popular ones. I can't really know just by looking at the downloads and uh, plays. Because this data, I'm not saying that I don't trust it. But uh, it doesn't really say which uh, podcast episodes you like. I have got uh, a lot of numbers. uh, But not everyone actually presses the like button on Facebook, not everyone writes comments. Uh, Some people do it, but it's not enough for me to have some kind of reliable statistical data from which I can move on. It's impossible. So such kind of sincere and um, I would call it even straightforward or heart-to-heart feedback uh, in which you answered this question exactly as I wanted you to is really important, it's really uh, essential for me. And um, I have to tell you that it came to me as a huge surprise. It really struck me that you consider the episodes Road to Civilizations to be the best ones. They are the ones for which I don't prepare at all. And it's pure improvisation. All the other episodes are little bit at least little bit prepared some are more of course like this one some are less like some interviews but road to civilization kind of episodes were never prepared i just uh, i was just walking with my cousin towards the civilization to the town to go for a drink and i just wanted uh, wanted to kill some time so i switched on the recording device and i I just started rambling on and um, Sometimes even uh, I annoyed my cousin with this because he wasn't in mood for answering my questions, but I I guess he soon got used to it. But still, I thought the outcome isn't um, sometimes even presentable. That's why I stopped for a while with these kinds of episodes, because to be honest with you, I have got uh, uh, more in the pipeline. Uh, It's about four, four more Road to Civilization episodes, and because... What you are saying here basically is that they are your favorite episodes uh, because of those wildlife sounds and urban sounds of cars and some animals when we go through the forest because this is where we always go. We always uh, follow this journey. We always follow this path uh, through the forest to to the city center. This is the closest possible way to get to Podjebrady. So, talking of Podjebrady, I think it's a it's a really nice town, and I'm really glad that uh, I can live here. But I think uh, if I had a camera on me during Road to Civilization journey, you would probably be a bit disappointed, uh, because it's just an ordinary little wood, uh, and the animals there it's nothing really it's nothing really special. I wouldn't really call it wildlife. It's not exotic. It's just the usual kind of animals you meet everywhere you know but uh, it's really the way you talk about it sounds majestic when i was reading it it was really so nice um, and uh, a bit um, amusing you know for me but i had a warm feeling when you talk about the virtual trip that you had performed around my town it's just amazing you know Uh, (laughs) i can't believe it that just because you listen to me talking gibberish sometimes and rambling on on my way to a pub made someone living so far from here to actually look on the internet and find such a small tiny little country within a small tiny little country as the Czech Republic is compared to Russia of course which is giant uh, because I think isn't what is this um, program called is it uh, Google Maps or something like that, that you can actually see all the places, it's unbelievable, so amazing really, I just think you would, you would probably be a bit disappointed, but nevertheless, it's really interesting that you compare my forest and the sounds that you can hear, the frogs, you know, from the lake to uh, something that you can see and hear on Discovery Channel, uh, which is a channel which is totally devoted to uh, the wildlife and uh, the nature. Uh, it's really funny, funny comparison and amusing one, and I really like that. You know what? I think maybe you should consider uh, visiting Podjebradi, which is a really nice place, historical place, and it's a spa. And I think there are some things worth visiting in Podjebradi, although it's a quite a small country, so you would probably have to do Uh, a tour around the whole Czech Republic. Prague, Prague, the capital, is not far. It's only 50 kilometers, one hour by train. So you could do uh, everything in one go, some sightseeing and all that. Come and visit me if you want to. This would probably result in recording an episode if you were up for it. I I would be honored. And especially after this episode, everyone would be curious about what you actually sound like. Uh, Obviously, you don't sound like that robot, Uh, which or who, should I say which or who? Well, anyway, obviously you sound uh, better than the robot, of course, of course you sound better than robot, and you might have a cute Russian accent, which I always find interesting, Uh, you know, especially after recording the episode with the Sand Girl. So, if you want to visit me, consider this. And I don't know how old you are, but um, I have got you among my Facebook friends and you look quite young and um, cute. But uh, this is only between you and me. Never tell anyone. Okay. And you know what can happen? I can spoil you. You can become a conceited person because uh, people are constantly praised. It's just what happens to them. Come on. (laughs) What am I talking about? Yeah. Uh, I mean... If you are as young as you look like, maybe you could even consider studying at UOP. Uh, you don't have to study in Czech. You, you can do it in English there. So, I don't know. I don't know anything about you. I don't know if you are a student. You haven't told me much about yourself. And I would really like to know more. Write me a message if you want. So, basically what we have here in Ponyberry, it's kind of school. Its name is Uyop. If you translate uh, the name of the school, it's basically kind of an institution of language which prepares you to study at Czech universities. The students from all around the world, uh, but uh, for some reason, it's uh, mostly Russian students, sometimes Arabic students, sometimes Serbians, sometimes Moldavians, Ukrainians, but mostly Russian students, because Russia is, of course, so big, and they come here and study Czech language for one year and then they're ready because they have uh, a lot of exposure here to Czech language not only at school but also just by the fact that they live here you know they meet Czech people they have to order meal in Czech restaurants things like that so they learn um, really quickly and um, especially for you know for Russians it's easier to learn Czech because both Czech and Russian are Slavonic languages so they manage to, to learn Czech uh, maybe I've forgotten about the Peruvians yeah, there are some Latin Americans but there are only a handful of them uh, the majority of students are really Russian-speaking students so if you want, uh, you can come and study here well, it's not that easy, I guess uh, you will have to get some kind of scholarship or if you are rich and you can afford this, uh, of course, which you will be rich because listening to Denix English podcast and, of course, uh, I mustn't forget about Luke's English podcast, you're becoming a, a better listener of English language and potentially your English skills are improving. So, of course, you have higher chances and opportunities to get better jobs. And if you get better job, it's a, a better paid job you earn more money and uh, then you can afford to uh, pay for schooling in the Czech Republic it's only this one year school that you have to pay for then going to Czech universities it's for free basically as far as i know of course and yeah you can get a part time job here uh, so that you would provide for yourself a bit i think i think you would be able to get by could even uh, teach Russian because uh, it is becoming more and more popular here of course it was compulsory to study Russian here uh, before the Revolution before the Velvet Revolution before the year 1989 during communist era but uh, after the fall of communism um, it kind of became a fad you know it went out of fashion it wasn't fashionable anymore and uh, English Um, came as the language number one it is still language number one but Russian is now um, kind of raising from death as a language here and it is studied at school sometimes so I think there would be some demand for young Russian uh, native speakers yeah, you could could have a part-time job and, um, you know, earn some money okay, I think uh, I might have a slight problem here Now, uh, what was I talking about? I totally got lost in my own thought. Does this ever happen to you, listeners? It does happen to me quite a lot. I have gone off the tangent because I just imagined that Jana could actually visit Podjebrady and uh, she would record some episodes with me uh, for the next English podcast. It's just a nice dream. That such an educated person. It's the same with Sandgirl actually because I really like her to feature on my podcast. So I guess some people are just meant for the next English podcast. Yeah, but what I originally wanted to talk about were the episodes which you consider to be the best ones, which are not only the Road to Civilization episodes but also uh, the Sandgirl episode and the poem to Sandgirl and the ups and downs and you say this is because this is where I kind of show myself in a different light where I kind of reveal some things from my I would say private life you know Uh, uh, this is where I become emotional uh, of course so it's really interesting for me that you named those three episodes of course to be honest I have to say that it was a bit controversial decision to make for me to publish uh, the poem to Sand Girl. It's, you know, the episode with Sand Girl was fine, but the poem to Sand Girl, isn't that a bit crazy to talk about such personal stuff? Even Luke from uh, from Luke's English podcast doesn't do it to such degree. He doesn't talk about his girlfriend so much, you know, and about his relationship, because he, uh, he has some kind of um, boundaries which he doesn't want to cross, you know. I I think this is understandable and reasonable. But this is because uh, we are all different, you know. Everyone needs privacy, but some people, they are just different. uh, And I'm kind of a bit of a show-off, and sometimes uh, I just talk too much. Sometimes I don't, sometimes I try to think instead, but sometimes I just become overexcited. This is because probably because my uh, sign is Aries and we are like this. Sometimes we become enthusiastic about doing things. Um, so I guess I'm in a different position. I live alone and it makes me feel lonely sometimes. I have a lot of friends. But sometimes uh, I have to talk about my private things in my podcast. It kind of helps me to get this off my chest, if I can say it so. So, um, uh, actually, it turned out that the Sand Girl had a boyfriend while she was here. And uh, this was kind of an obstacle, of course, to our romance. And all this kind of made it um, uh, mysterious for me. And it made all the emotions stronger. Come on, if you get something easily it doesn't trigger any strong emotions but if you have to fight for it like I did it's really intense and it was intense with the sand girl and especially when she went back to Russia I knew eventually she would she would go because uh, there was a date set for her when she had to leave of course and uh, this this was so hard for me to come to terms with that I uh, wrote this poem. I, I really wanted to give her this poem and say goodbye when she was leaving, when she was at a railway station in Pojebrari. But there was some miscommunication between the two of us and uh, I missed her. This was so terrible. Despite this, I decided to send her uh, this poem in a letter because she was also curious about what it is. And I did so, it took about a month, because, uh, because of the pigeons, uh, they are kind of unreliable, especially if they have to travel such a long way to Russia, to Moscow. But still, uh, she received a letter with the poem. But by the time she received it, we had argued uh, over the internet, over Facebook, because uh, this is what happens when you don't see the people that uh, they are your friends uh, this is what happens people argue people argue without them sometimes you know but i just don't know you know it makes it hard it's really hard when you can't see the people you can't touch them you can't smile at them you just have to use the words it's hard you know so i decided that at least i because i thought that the poem wasn't too bad uh it's hard, to, it's hard to try and evaluate oneself because I sometimes have to do this when I listen back to what I record and I think it's horrible most of the time. But sometimes I feel like it's better than horrible. So in this case, I just thought the poem is quite good actually. So I'm self-critical normally, but in this particular case, mm, I just thought it's not too bad actually. So... I said to myself, okay, Zdeněk, maybe you could um, read it to your listeners, because it's quite long, and maybe you can uh, share your feelings with your listeners. And uh, it will be kind of interesting to find out what they think about this. So that's what I did, and it wasn't an easy decision to make, and I was afraid what the Sand Girl would, would tell me about this, but actually she didn't mind, because I think she's a bit similar to me she's an artist and she draws very really, very really nice pictures and you know all artists or people who do stuff like us I'm, I'm doing podcasts she's drawing we really need an appreciation if you don't have a pre- appreciation it demotivates us so she understands this that I published it and she didn't mind of course it, it made her famous now everybody wants to buy the pictures from her uh, of course, Sand appreciated it and we are still in contact, we communicate on daily basis, actually. It was really nice of you, Jana, that you wished me good luck and uh, you kind of prophesied that there will be some happy continuation, some interesting development of this whole romance. I just hope you're right, of course, because um, this would be interesting and obviously it would lead to... Me recording another episode with the Sand Girl. Maybe not about our romance, but just, you know, just to hear from this person would be interesting for um, those kind of devoted listeners I have. Those who uh, listen to the podcast like you do, okay? So, I, I just think it's not quite likely that she will visit my country at the moment. She might in the future, though. We will see. We will see what life brings. I have to say that I'm really glad that I received this message from you, Jana. And once again, let me officially thank you for sending this email and also for allowing me actually to publish this kind of episode. I asked you, you said you, I can do it. So here it is. I hope you're not too disappointed since you had maybe some high expectations or something. I don't know. Anyway, for me, this was really encouraging email, which, uh, as I already mentioned, means a lot. For not just for me, but I think for this podcast itself, and um, we we can we can consider this to be a milestone in the history of the podcast. On the other hand, in Czech language, we have a saying that uh, the first swallow doesn't make spring. What does this mean? It means something like they say in English: don't count your chickens before they are hatched. So uh, I'm not. I'm trying to have my feet on the ground not to look in the sky and uh, I will work hard publishing more and more episodes to make this podcast to make this podcast enjoyable for you and uh, for me as well because of course I like to hear from my fans and listeners and um, this is way way for me to practice my own english as you know so let's hope my english gets better as well as I record more and more episodes, we will see. Okay. I'd love to see more comments, of course. Even short ones. It can be very short underneath the episodes I publish uh, in my Facebook group. This would really be awesome. It could help me out a lot. Um, now, at this point, I should really wish you something like Merry Christmas. But uh, since everybody does this, and uh, I'm not the kind of person who can do this really sincerely um, because I can't enjoy it myself. I mean, I could wish you Merry Christmas, but how can someone who can't enjoy Christmas himself can uh, wish something to somebody else? I think that would be uh, slightly hypocritical, something like that. I will do something else. I will wish those who can't enjoy Christmas for whatever reason to survive it as best as they can, to stay healthy and positive people and uh, to believe that next year will be a better year for you. You will all have good time and um, maybe some of you don't even celebrate Christmas. So this is kind of pointless for me to go on about this because I know you are from all different parts of uh, the world. So maybe you don't celebrate Christmas at all. You have totally different traditions because of course this is a Christian christian tradition and it's popular in the czech republic as well as in uh, english-speaking countries of course right i guess now is the time to wrap this up and not only do i have to wrap this up i also have to wrap up some christmas presents so there will be a lot of wrapping up and um, let's just hope we won't wrap ourselves up by mistake in a kind of malicious um, stupid way that we wouldn't be able to get out at least uh, uh, make a hole there so that we can breathe the oxygen, which is so um, essential for our breathing. Right, I think it's high time. I call this a day or night. I don't know. It depends on what time of the day you're listening to this. Anyway, I think you will be able to hear from me right after the Christmas. Until then, bye!